everyone. Welcome into Living Liberty Today. I'm your host, Charlie Earl. This is episode 52. We complete our first year of our weekly 15-minute podcast. If you're a regular listener, I thank you so much for being part of us. Uh, I have some analytics about what kind of impact we're having uh, but they're not complete because some of the platforms that this podcast appears on don't provide analytical data for us. But nevertheless, we're excited about our growth and where we're going. Our goal for the coming year is to find some method of consolidating and maybe going to a single platform or perhaps two so to make it uh, somewhat more difficult for some of you because you're used to getting them on a regular platform. We might change you to go to others, which may cause a little inconvenience to you. We'll try to make it as smooth as possible, but we'll let you know going forward. So this one year anniversary, what are we, uh, what are we going to talk about? Are we going to do a flashback an historical analysis of where we've been? Hell no. That's too difficult and too complex. We're calling episode 52 Inoculating the Economy. Uh, I think you can know what that refers to. We've got all the uh, mass media and government agencies and corporate wokesters got their panties in a wad about vaccinations, which are sort of a misnomer because actually... Most of the treatments available right now are inoculations. In other words, they give you a piece of the dreaded disease so that you can build up your immune systems. And then they can cry that it doesn't work for all the variants. We don't know. The latest uh, crying system is over the Delta variant. And from what we've noticed, it seems to have a very high transmittable rate that even vaccinated people can be carriers and so forth. So they claim, but we don't know. We can't trust the science or the bureaucrats on this because they're they're either clueless or the nefarious, one or the other. Uh, but at any rate, but the death rate seems to be a lot lower. And part of that may be because of the Enhanced immune systems also because as something transforms and changes, it naturally tends to weaken. So maybe going forward, by the time we get to variant number 172, we won't even know it exists. Um, I, I speak in jest and sarcasm because the only way to deal with those clownless bureaucrats and brain-dead progressives is to ridicule them. You can't argue with them because whatever you say would be wrong in their their view. Typically, I refer you to articles and columns and things of that nature that I read, and the reason is I have so many uh, that I think bear fruit that I don't have time to explore each one individually, so I give you little tidbits and and suggestions on where to go. And one of the people that I follow 
every day. And he and I are simpatico. We share a lot of ideas and thoughts and processes together. I, uh, I'd like to meet him in person. I've never had the opportunity, but I hope to soon. That's Dr. Michael Hurd, H-U-R-D. He is the, uh, the genesis, or he, he began the Artful Dilettante, uh, which is a daily uh, feed, news feed, and he has a lot of interesting stuff in there, and, and, and I read him every day. I also get his newsletter called the Dr. Heard Memo, and uh, I want to read you entirely uh, the last memo I got, or one section of it. It's divided into sections. This is one small article from it, and it is the evil of this magnitude is never innocent. He's talking about a situation we find ourselves in in the United States right now. It was posted on July 26th. He says, paying people above the market rate with taxpayer dollars confiscated from the productive to stay home and do nothing is evil and treasonous. And I agree with him as a uh, a co-partner in a small restaurant business here in Bowling Green, Ohio. We can't get people to work. And... Uh, just because they're getting paid more by government to stay home. That was my aside. But he said, nothing is, to do nothing is evil and treasonous. Quoting now, going forward, politicians voting for such policies should be arrested, tried, and imprisoned. Our small businesses are struggling and dying. Mistakes of this magnitude are never innocent. Is it insurrection not to follow the orders of grifters, sociopaths, frauds, traitors, and lunatics? You can enslave a body, but never an independent mind. Coercion breeds hatred and resentment. Good luck with that, American Marxist. End quote. That's Dr. Michael Hurd from the Dr. Hurd's column which is called Dr. Hurd's Menu. Um, he's a phenomenal thinker. He's an excellent and, I would say, precise writer in the sense he doesn't pull any punches. He goes straight to the core. I might add that Dr. Hurd is a psychologist, and uh, so he has a real insight into sociopaths <laughs> and psychological basket cases. And that's one of the reasons I read him on a daily basis. Another one that you're probably aware of that I refer to quite often is Bill Bonner's diary and Bill Bonner. And he has a, a, a number of great columns this week uh, that are just phenomenal. The, the one posted on July 29th was called Drafting a War Against the Virus. He said, we are exploring a brave new world of a mission economy. Uh, that's pulled right from that column. And I'm going on quoting now. We fear it's a dark place. A mission economy is one where private needs and desires are subordinated 
to public purpose. And I think it was H.L. Mencken. I may be incorrect in this, and you can correct me if you like, but I think it was H.L. Mencken that said that when the, the greatest evil we can find in a society is when the leaders attempt to do good for all. And that's basically what Bill is talking about in that column. And he goes on to speak about the mission economy in a column on July 28th, The Brave New World, a Mission Economy. And I just would encourage you to read those. It's Bill Bonner's Diary, B-O-N-N-E-R apostrophe S. Um, he just has great insights into the interaction between not just the economy, but the economy, society, government, and what little impact and what whining and crying those of us in the public uh, can contribute or impact uh, with. And then Bill posted another article on July 26th, a column about, and it was basically an analysis, and about the U.S. is declining as one of the world's best places to live. And, and I'm going to do a couple of quotes from it right now going forward. It said, what goes around and going around now is the growing indifference and hostility to U.S. bullying. You know, our economic power and our military power in the past, plus the proposed or supposed legitimacy of our government leaders, in other words, speaking for a nation of 330 million people with all the economic and military power we have, gave our country much influence. Now, they violated it. They were unethical about a lot of it, working underground in many countries around the world, trying to change the geopolitical uh, landscape all across the globe, most of it with bad effect, because as, as we've now found out in the domestic scene, many of our, in, quote, intelligence agencies and police agencies uh, are not intelligent and are not ethical policemen, and so they've been impacting people all around the world. And now the United States stature, world polling we're talking about now, world popular opinion, uh, is now down to around 17th or 18th in the globe as far as preferred places to live, which is kind of ironic in a way in the sense that we are slipping down the scale of of uh, preferability, yet we still see hordes of people trying to come over the southern border. Many of them, I say many, and I don't know, I won't say most because I don't have analytics or data for this either, but many of them with nefarious purposes. They either were sent here as a scheme by someone to try to cause chaos and disruption for the nation. Uh, others are using the poly current policies of the, of the present administration as a means for sneaking or trying to get uh, sexual traffic victims across the border, surely transporting drugs, uh, bad drugs, uh, as has been the case for, you know, 
decades now from the cartels and so forth across the border. Uh, we probably, I'm going to, again, that's a supposition on my part, but we probably have some elements of terrorists and terror communities or other nations who seek to do harm to uh, the United States, uh, sending people across the border to set up, you know, little cells all around the country. Who knows? Because nobody has a handle of what's going on at the border. Uh, Certainly the federal government is AWOL on this issue. Some of the state governments are trying to combat it to the best of their ability as they are allowed to politically, but it still is a task beyond their capability to handle by themselves. And part of the limited federal government uh, requirement is to protect and defend the nation. And certainly an invasion of the border would be one of those things. Now, I believe, I'll give you my personal belief, I believe open borders are preferable but only if you do not have a welfare state at at the recipient nation. You know, as long as people come across the border to work legitimately and become part of the culture and the system, go at it, go for it, because freedom is something everybody should desire. But if you're going to have a welfare state and attract people for that basis, uh, that's a no-brainer for me and a non-starter. Another article I'd like to recommend to you, I get this daily newsletter from The Hustle, H-U-S-T-L-E, I've referred to it before. It's how employers steal billions of dollars from workers every year, and that merges right into the, quote, illegal alien invasion that we're coming. And then another one I want to recommend is from the American Institute for Economic Research. I read them every day. They have a column in there from July 30th uh, called Understanding China's Financial Market Chaos. If you're a nationalist, you you are excited about that prospect, but that prospect also has a domino effect, but I'd encourage you to read that, come to your own conclusion. Well, that's a one-year anniversary. Happy anniversary to me. Happy anniversary to me. This is Living Liberty Today. I want you to live free, be free, and stay free. I'm Charlie Earle.